Amen. Hope you were listening to those words. That's some powerful words in that last song. And uh, thank you for sharing some new ones with us. Uh, There's some guys I was hanging out with yesterday who said, you know, one time Amazing Grace was new. A Blessed Assurance was new. And uh, people uh, tolerated it and bore with it long enough till it grew on them. And uh, the message sunk in and we're still singing it today. But thank you all for those wonderful songs. Uh, Going to change gears a little bit. I want you to look at the book of Joshua chapter 14. We can't go through through Senior Adult Sunday without talking a little bit about Caleb and his experience. But before we get into God's Word, let's have a word of prayer. Lord God, thank you so much for uh, our young people who have lended their time and their talents uh, towards this ministry with the band. Thank you for their service today as they help with the Senior Adult Luncheon, Lord. We pray for the children and the people ministering to them over in the ALC, Lord. And uh, everywhere all over this church, Lord, we just pray for the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit that you would equip us for the work of the ministry and that you would challenge us to be more than we currently are. Lord, help us not to beat ourselves up. Think about that song. We, we beat ourselves up so much of the time. But you plead our cause and you right our wrongs and you're the one who set us free. Thank you for that great message. And Lord, help us to apply that too. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so Joshua chapter 14. You can be making your way there. And... Uh, Better down here or up there? Y'all sitting down, this will work, right? Um, Joshua chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 6 down through verse 15 for uh, my devotional. And uh, then just a a few points about that and uh, for us to chew on and and we'll head home. Uh, Starting with verse 6 of chapter 14 says this, The children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. That was the, the capital at the time. But you didn't, some of you might not have known that, first capital. Um, came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him, you know, the, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am, this day, 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. For the offense and the defense, right? Uh, Now, therefore, give me this mountain, which the Lord spoke in that day, For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba, 
because Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim, who were no more. It says, then the, the land had rest from war. I want to talk to you a little bit about unfinished business. And I want you just to just imagine this 85-year-old Caleb. And, uh, you know, this is, this is my own idea here. Just go with me just a minute. Imagine this 85-year-old man with his little grandson sitting on his knee outside his tent. And his little grandson asking, Papa Caleb, tell us what it was like when you were growing up. And, and maybe he, he said, well, son, uh, uh, we didn't live here where we live now. We lived in this place called Egypt, and we were slaves, and it was bad. And he began to tell his little grandson about all that God had d- done for them in Egypt and, and on their route to the promised land and throughout their wanderings in the desert. And, and, and as the conversation is coming to a close, imagine that little boy looks up into his grandfather's eyes and says, what do you think? people will remember about you grandpa when you go to heaven when you go to heaven what are people going to remember the most about you that's a good question it's a good question for all of us to consider if Caleb had died at 85 years of age he would have been remembered well a man of faith a man of principle but perhaps not a man of action. What was afforded to Caleb is something that a lot of us only dream about, a second chance, the chance to right a wrong. Maybe in his younger years he thought that his ship had sailed, yet here he was at 85 years old with a chance to follow God completely, not just symbolically, not just uh, uh, as far as ideas go, but indeed. And whereas a whole army had turned down the task before, Caleb said, if I have to, I will take it on single-handedly. He said, give me that mountain. And he went up and he took it. So what changed about Caleb? In those 45 years, not 40 years wandering in the desert, and then five years to relax. And then he says, well, it's time to go back to work. Um, here's some things. Uh, what, what is it that made Caleb so bold and, and so uh, confident? Caleb approached this pivotal moment of his life. This is, this is what we remember him by. You know, it, he, he, he kept God on hold, kind of, or maybe God kept him on hold, whichever way that you want to look at it. For these 45 years, there's something that was in his heart. There was something that he had to do that he hadn't done yet. And here he was, 85. Uh, here, here's, here's some things that, that, that I think changed or, or grew within Caleb. Caleb approached this pivotal moment of his life, first of all, with maturity. Say maturity. Maturity. All right. That's what I do with a young one sometimes. Maturity. Maturity does not reflect a quantity of time so much as a quality of experience. Caleb was mature when he was young. There were 12 spies that went out into the promised land to check it out, and there were only two of them, Caleb and Joshua, that said, you know what, there's some bad dudes living over there. But listen, there's milk and honey. I mean, who doesn't want milk and honey? It was like the chocolate of their day, right? So, But there's milk and there's honey and there's great big bunches of grapes. And you know what, if God is for us, who could be against us, right? So we'll go over and we'll fight these giants. But there was 10 other men saying, uh-uh. The day we march into that territory, you might as well buy us a coffin and a tombstone and a brand new suit and tell us goodbye. 
And, and you know what? That kind of that sunk in uh, with the people of Israel. It even sunk in with, with, with Moses. But over time, Caleb had grew, grown even more. In his, he was mature enough at 40 to say, we'll trust the Lord our God. But for 45 more years, here's what happened. He saw the faithful blessed. He saw the unrighteous come into judgment. He saw the patient rewarded. He saw hard times pass away. He saw God's promises kept. So he was ready to go into this land and to take on the enemies that were there. Every now and then, and I've had family members who are that way. And this is a sad thing to see amongst our older people. Every now and then, you and I might come across somebody who's done with living before they're done living. And that's a really, really sad thing to watch. A person who feels like they have nothing left to offer. For our, for our older people who are in here and for, and for our younger people's sake, uh, like these teenagers who are out here this, uh, this evening, you have a lifetime of watching the faithful blessed. You have a lifetime of seeing the unrighteous and unrighteousness come into judgment. A lifetime of seeing patience rewarded. And a lifetime of watching as the hard times pass and as God keeps his promises. That maturity alone that you have is a great and wonderful resource. I can tell kids, I can tell these kids, I can tell young people and my peers about hard times that I've had and how God took me through, but it's nothing like it when it comes from the lips of a senior adult who has made it all the way and is approaching the end of life's journey and has kept the faith. Caleb grew in maturity. He approached the pivotal moment of his life with a great deal of maturity. The next thing he approached this moment with was assertiveness. Assertion. Verses 6 through 12, I hope you'll bear with me if I, I, I read that again. It says, The children of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to the man of Moses, uh, the man of, to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him that was in my heart. And he goes on, and he goes on, and he goes on. We could, we could read all the way down. Uh, but, but one thing that you will notice about Caleb this whole time, he does not seem like he's prepared to take no for an answer. He's not approaching Joshua thinking, he's going to say no. Oh, he's not approaching Joshua to beg him for what's already his. He is assertive. He's going to go for it. Surely Caleb was confident in God in his younger years, but he had grown above that. He didn't offer before to fight the Anakites alone, but now he did. You know, he could have said back when 40 years ago, 45 years ago, when it all went down, when Israel wimped out, Caleb could have said, you know what? Those ten guys and their men don't want to go fight the fight. Me and my guys will take them. Maybe just walking with the Lord for 45 more years was what he needed to be assertive enough to approach the leader of Israel and to tell him, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. 
in the name of God for the glory of God. He had only come to Joshua to build consensus. No doubt God had laid this matter on his heart and he felt like he was the sole person responsible to take care of this task. He was 85 years old. There was no time to waste. And so he went. You know, how often do we wait for fair weather to do what it is God has called us to do? At what point is just standing on our principles really resting on our laurels? This man became a man of action. And it changed his descendants. It changed his children and grandchildren. It changed everything for them forever because they didn't have a patriarch who was simply a a good man, a man of principle, but one who set the example for them in action, in word and in deed. Older brethren, we younger ones look to you to take the lead. You teach us how to take the lead when you take the lead. Don't be afraid to assert yourselves at times. It's expected and it is needed. And I'm so thankful that we have such good older brothers and sisters in Christ in this church setting the example for us. So three things. Caleb approached this pivotal moment with maturity, assertiveness. And the last thing, he approached it with No excuses, no excuses. In verse 10, he says, Now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. He says, I'm alive. I got breath in my lungs, don't I? And then he says this, As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old, and as yet I am as strong this day As on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so is my strength now for war, both for going out and for coming in. And I got news for you. He wasn't just as strong. He was stronger. He was stronger. Caleb could have said, you know what? I'm not as young as I used to be. I don't know if I can handle this. You know, I don't know if I'm quite as strong as I used to be. You know, I'm not as influential as some other people who might be able to get this job done better than I could. I'm not the top military mind. Maybe I'm not the guy for the job. Uh, I'll be leaving the earth soon anyway, probably. You You know, no matter how young I am, I know everybody's going to die eventually. So how am I even going to be able to enjoy it if we do win? What would the cost be to me? Or to my family, if we went forward with this. You know, maybe the baton is already passed out of my hands to someone else and somebody else needs to take care of the job. These are all excuses that he could have used. But he didn't use a single one. He says, I'm just as strong today and I'm still here. So let's go and take this mountain. Caleb gave no excuse. He wouldn't leave any doubts in the minds of his children about his mettle. He would not be remembered as a man of words, but a man of action. His his readiness for the task had little to do with him physically, had little to do with him militarily. He had to get his heart right with God. So so what what did Caleb have? What what was it that uh, he approached uh, uh, this situation with maturity, M, 
assertiveness, A, and no excuses, N, man. He was a man. He had to be a man. He had to man up this one last time and push all the way to the finish line. And that's exactly what he did. And that's why we speak of him so fondly. We think about Caleb. Here's a guy, he had to wait so, so long. You think about how long David had to wait uh, before he could become king. He waited and he waited and he waited. But, but his patience produced fruit. And we're so thankful that we have this example of Caleb. We, we're thankful for our older adults and, and your lifetime and your testimony of faith. And we're so happy that uh, you share that with us. But, you know, I, I find this so refreshing because I can think of a time in my life where God laid something on my heart that I needed to do a long time ago and I put him off I wasn't like Caleb I wasn't like Caleb and Joshua I was like one of the ten and I gave God all kinds of excuses as to why I could not follow him go through with it right then and right there but you know what Maybe I'll get a chance someday, like Caleb got, to make it right. It might be when I'm 85. It might be when I'm 55. It might be when I'm 105. But, but, but I'm still waiting. You know, what, what God lays on our heart, we've got to follow through with. And we, I'm so thankful that we have a God of second chances. Some of you maybe tonight, that's what you're thinking. There's something that happened in my life and I thought it was a ship that sailed and I'd never get the chance back again in my life. Or there was a way that I felt I needed to serve God and I didn't go and do it. I just want to bow and Brother Jason's going to play and we'll just have a little quiet time to to pray and and, and just to seek God's will. Maybe you, you went through an early portion of your life and didn't care anything about God at all. Maybe you weren't saved. Maybe you were living just some kind of licentious, terrible, awful lifestyle you don't even want to talk about now. And you say, this, this, these twilight years, or these, these, these final years, last 20 years, last 30 years, last 10 years, whatever it is, I want to give it over to serving God as much as I possibly can. Maybe it's a young person and you're saying, I've been on the wrong path. It's right to get on, it's time to get on the right path. Just want to have a little time, first of all, to thank God for giving us second chances. Thank you, God, for giving us a chance to go back and get things right when we make a big mess out of them. Thank you, God, for following through on your promises, though sometimes we have to wait a long, long time. But when the time for action comes, help me to move with you and be obedient right away. So, Lord God, as, as our heads are bowed, speak to our hearts. Show us what it is that we can do. Comfort us and give us hope. You give us a purpose and you give us a reason for living. And, Lord, thank you for this example we have in your word. Help us to man up. Help us to woman up and push through to the prize because it's greater than anything that this world has to offer. In the name of Jesus we pray.